Welcome to Backseat Critique, the 20-minute show where we react to the movie we just saw. Why 20 minutes? Because that's how long it takes us to drive home. I'm David Ells, video production guy for InTheCarMedia.com. And I'm Jill Rigotti, theater lady with SoapAndRopeTheater.com. We saw a movie on our first date and liked talking about it together so much that we got married. Was it worth it? You decide. just saw stronger on the count of three we'll give our one to ten rating one two three five eight <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty different yep uh here's here's how i got to my rating go for it the first half was an eight the second half was a three, in my opinion, uh-huh. and so I split the difference. Yeah, for the overall movie. I see. Let me guess at why you thought that the second half, please, um, was terrible. Was um, he didn't demonstrate to her in any meaningful way how he had changed, except for by being confident on t- on TV and walking to her at the uh, the diner at the end. And uh, so, interesting. Mm, is that... No. Go, well then please elaborate. So the second half to me was exactly what I was walking into this movie fearing that this movie would be. Which is let's just make Boston feel really good about itself. Uh-huh. And just be like, ah, oh, Boston's strong. Blah. Because honestly I was... The reason why I was prepared to dislike this movie which is not fair of me, but I really don't, I distrust when people make movies about, um, recent, recent, especially tragic events so close to when they've happened. Right. And people could argue it's not close as a few years ago. I still would argue to have perspective on a huge, um, tragedy or, or, you know, crisis like that, you need time. Um, so I walked into that movie questioning, why are you making this movie? Yeah. And if it's just to relive Boston identity and, you know, just to go through it again to feel all the feelings, that's not a good reason to me. Sure. I, I feel uncomfortable with that. That is what the second half was for me. It stopped being about this relationship and the... Okay, so, sorry, I'm talking a lot. That's no, fine. The first half, I loved. Because to me... So, the first half of the movie, I was thinking, I'm going to have to eat my words. I'm walking into this movie. <laughs> I'm prepared to hate it. And here I am, loving it. First of all, Tatiana saves this movie. Tatiana Maslany, yep. Yep. Her acting is... Top-notch. Top-notch. And so genuine and sincere. So, honestly, she... I think made the beginning of this movie uh, so great. Jake Gyllenhaal, thank goodness he's playing a likable, relatable character because the last things I've seen him in, he's been so unrelatable and Uh crazy. These, like, intense, crazy, crazy um, characters. Anyway, so the two of them had a great dynamic. And so the reason why I liked that part first is I said, ah, I see why this movie was made. They actually have a good reason for it. It's to show what it's like on the very intimate, f- 
family, friends side of things, what it's like to have just gone through a tragedy like that. Meaning like what it's like for the family? Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and the person who, you know, in this caregiver. case. Yeah, or the caregiver and Jake Gyllenhaal, I think especially. And I think it could have been applied to any recent right. tragedy. So I really liked that. It kind of, they kind of got through the marathon stuff pretty quickly. And mm. it really just focused on like, hey, everyone, let's live really intimately in case you haven't had this experience what this could have been like for them and I could tell that they were using yes it's based on true story but you could tell that they were using their imagination and filling in gaps which thank goodness right I mean they certainly they were not deifying any of the characters no Um, people will look pretty you know pretty unpleasant at times and this is not that long ago so I was I was impressed with the choices to not you know canonize these uh, recent "Quote unquote heroes." Absolutely, and I feel like they were. The story writing was more interesting to me because I feel like she was kind of representing. Um, she was kind of representing the the how difficult it is to be that close to someone. You know how in the beginning you're kind of all in. I'm also speaking as someone who had. So my father had a fall and went through mm-hmm. a traumatic brain injury, um, and there it was he was in the ICU and so there was many days (laughs) in the hospital I feel like I could really they did a great job realistically showing Mm -hmm. that the the same hospital too Spalding Rehab yeah and my dad went to Spalding Rehab so I think there's a lot of those things that I you know I can't help but relate to Um, but I think they did it well I think it was accurate um and kind of the emotions that fly and how it's really loud and crazy and suddenly silent for so long and that I think they did well. I think I also related to it because David here, um, that's, we were dating, but we hadn't gotten engaged yet. And so <laughs> we were of, uh, also kind of in that weird yeah. position of, oh, is David feeling like he needs to be with me or, you know, uh-huh. are we growing closer only because I have more emotional needs right now? Or just because sometimes those, right. can those we trust, moments in can life... Can we trust our feelings and our actions right yeah. now? Are these long-term feelings and actions or are these kind of just like, you know, panic mode? Yeah. Uh, kind of... And I think that's I think that's a great thing to tell a story yeah. about. And I think that should be told. And, and I, I thought they yeah. did that well One of the, in the beginning. So just uh, continuing on the strengths, I guess. Um, I, I love when, that you're not really ever sure... Until you are sure, but for a while you're not sure. Are they together? Mm-hmm. Like, did they kind of talk and they're, they're like just trying to? You, they're really not sure. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's I like that ambiguity a lot. I think in another movie like this, um, it, it would have just been much quicker. Of like, I'm here for you, like. You know, like whatever happened in the past is in the past. That would have been like the first scene afterwards. Yeah. And I like that it was like six scenes afterwards that yep. they finally did that. Agreed. <clears throat> and I've, again, I think that's more realistic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, please get to the part where you hated it. Oh, <laughs> oops. Ah, Jill almost hit a curb. Um, the part where I hated it. Okay, so when did that start? Uh, probably after their fight in the car. And he is crawling across the parking lot and gets to the window. That's fine. Uh Um, And from then on, (laughs) 
that poor actor who plays Carlos, who has to say that not, in my opinion, not well-written monologue about his sons dying, and then Jake Gyllenhaal just has to be like, mm, oh man, I don't know. From there, uh-huh. that's where it just went like, and it just turned into... So you didn't buy his readiness to confess his... Uh, his motive and his need to to connect with Jeff, the character Jeff, is that what, what did you see as the main um, issue with that monologue? Ooh, gosh, how do I articulate it? Um, it oh, people are not going to like me. I think for <laughs> my opinions on the end, it it felt a little. Um, hmm, it felt like a written monologue about. You know, like one that you would find in a play. It didn't uh-huh. feel natural to me. It's like so they, compared to the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, so I, the whole rest of the movie is I investing see, this. I see what you're saying. These shots of of um, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, uh, Jeff and Aaron. You know, one of the best shots I thought of the whole movie. There's so many close-ups of his face. The high angle. The down high the angle when he's getting legs. his yeah. legs unwrapped. I, that, that was brilliant. Oh, amazing. Yeah, and. They well, really let you sit with these tiny details, yeah. and then suddenly to have a conversation like that, that yeah. really probably was like, what, three, four hours long, <laughs> and to put it into one monologue, uh-huh. that poor actor, I just feel like there's no way he could have like, done anything with that. It's uh-huh. so hard. So it just sounded kind of like fast and, I don't know, is trite the right word? Sure. <laughs> Horrible. And, and that was the rest of the movie to me. Uh-huh. It was just kind of this like... Lots of feels. I don't know. Uh-huh. Happened a little too fast. Uh-huh. They stopped being careful and artistic uh-huh. um, with the storytelling. Um, and then, and then I, you know, and then of course I appreciate the moment where they take so long to watch him getting out of his car. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with, when he's first walking and, and get into this the yeah. restaurant again. And it's like ah, right back to the, the pace that you. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. I want to get back to that scene you mentioned uh, it's really it's probably the longest shot in the movie um, mm. it's high angle above the hospital bed uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's face is in the bottom right um, and we see him experiencing pain and and uh, you know just revulsion and all kinds of really extreme emotions um, and uh, you're just kind of hearing kind of in the echoey distance you're, you're hearing the doctors and nurses kind of talking about what they're doing um, and you're just very intimately connected to him and you're like this is unbearable I'm, as an audience member this is very hard to watch and experience and then Tatiana Maslany's face comes in the, the left side and suddenly she kind of she's kind of shrouding part of our view of this kind of uh, what do you call it like it's it's pretty grim like it's a grim mm-hmm. scene um, she's she's kind of starting to kind of shroud it, and she just has this very intense uh, eye contact with Jake Gyllenhaal. And then, as an audience member, I just felt relieved, and I was like, "Oh, she's she's bridging this horrific experience, um, and she's making it um, bearable." And yet, she probably is feeling similar to what yeah. we're feeling. It's yeah. just, oh my gosh, I'm I'm right. here, <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah. For this person, um, but having to witness this, 
And I think that that's... I, I love David Gordon Green as a director. I think he uh, has had some misses for sure. But I think when he's on, he just nails it. And that was just one of those scenes where I'm like, only David Gordon Green could have pulled that off. Mm-hmm. That was beautifully done. Um, I would happily, you know, watch that scene many times over to... I mean, not in the sense that I enjoyed the experience of feeling that as an audience, but just the masterful way he directed it was great. Um, but but I agree, the, the scene towards the end where he, there's the Boston guy who's just like, your, uh, your bravery reminds me of my son and that sort of thing. That's, that's just kind of like, I assume that, that scene was all over the movie Patriot's Day. Neither Jill nor I saw Patriot's Day um, for similar reasons. We weren't interested in a movie that seems pretty by the numbers right after the event happened. Um, but I, I assumed that scenes like that were all over that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Without having seen it. Um, and I, I wonder if that was a producer note or studio note. It was just like, what, what happened to the Boston Strong thing? Like, we have to make it, this movie has to have Boston Strong in it. Yeah. So I wonder if that was him not really being able to, like, um, keep his cut as a director. I don't know. Mm. Um, for me, it because I felt like that was just a brief dip it didn't really hurt it too much to me it brought the movie from like a 9 to an 8 to me um also just the arc of he his PTSD is keeping him from being a symbol and he's just I don't understand this I'm a depressed loser uh I can't shoulder this burden of being this sports symbol for Boston um so I I can appreciate that they on some level earned it it just felt like a different movie in that scene where he is throwing the pitch and yeah it felt like a different movie the, yeah and a movie that I didn't want to see yeah <laughs> and the one I was afraid of seeing so yep I'm being harsh <laughs> um and again in the beginning I kind of liked also that because they weren't so you could tell that they weren't trying to just very accurately tell exactly the way, you know, they were taking poetic liberties, which I was appreciative of, and because they were doing that, I think they did a great job of you know, I think it's tempting to be like, wow, his family, they're all jerks (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I think for me anyway, I saw that a little bit more symbolically so that um, Aaron Aaron was kind of the what, what it's like to really be living next to it and with it and in it and the family was a little bit more like the people who are just a few steps away from it yeah. just you know desperately wanting to engage with it maybe being a little nervous to engage with it scared denying you know whatever it is but kind of the you know the I think people have been in their lives you know when when some when there's tragedy sort of near you you kind of have the choice to either step closer to it or keep your distance um, and so I think they just kind of represented that that um, struggle, I guess, that mm. we all have. Um, and, the, and his family really acknowledging it, whereas Aaron was there from the beginning. Right. I appreciated the humor. However, there was one moment that I thought was... Not, I don't know. You the him say. breaking his nose. Yes! Yeah, I that thought was that was... A- 
horribly inappropriate yeah. placed humor. Yeah, I agree. That was a bad that call. Was, th- on yeah, I think that was a directing mistake. Because yeah. um, it was uncomfortable. Lots of, lots of the other humorous moments in that same time worked. So basically, the scene where he falls off the bed and like they're like, "What was that noise?" And they hear him groaning. And they're like, oh, he's probably masturbating. Right. Um, and they just kind of leave him. It's not funny because you're like, oh, it, but like his nose is bleeding. Should he go to the <laughs> hospital? Like, it doesn't register as like a funny fall. It's just like, I'm genuinely concerned about this guy. And I think yeah. the director wants us to be laughing. And, and they really, and work. I guess the reason why I really am being a little bit critical of the director in that moment is that there, there's not just like one line of like, oh, yeah. you know, boys. Yeah. It's like, and then there's another one, and then there's another yeah. one. Like they're really, tr- they're really banking on you laughing in that moment, and yeah. it just stretches out a really awkward yeah. feeling. If he hadn't, like, if his nose wasn't bleeding, and it wasn't like such a close up that we see when he falls, and it was like a wider shot. I think that could have worked. It, it might have not been what the director wanted, but mm-hmm. like it just there was the wrong moment for humor. Like, right? There's plenty. There's plenty of comic relief in that movie. A lo- yeah, <laughs> without plenty. that scene. <laughs> right, right. Um, I questioned. You know, he has like little flashbacks of being right in. You know, is yeah. kind of the PTSD moments. Um, like seeing his legs. Yeah, yeah there like was that. that again. Right when the movie kind of went sour in my opinion um they had like they actually then like went in to show that whole scene and like the carnage and I questioned that choice um I I uh, I don't know I mean like as a it's too too soon to um try and do justice to a recent tragedy in that way Mm. No, I just don't think it was needed. I think the pain that, you know, I th- again, I think that scene of them undoing the bandages was so much more yeah. effective than yeah. seeing, trying that's true. That's to true. show, trying to recreate that moment. I think that's, uh, that's hard. Yeah. And to me, uh, it, it, I don't know what that achieved. Um, I think the flashbacks are very effective because of the confusion and the quick, you know, glimpses of like, oh my gosh, was that a limb? I don't know. You know, that I thought was very effective and kind of got your gut. But when they really just went and played the scene real time, I I just don't know what that I think it was intending, the the Carlos scene and that were intending to show that he's no longer in denial about what happened. Avoiding it, yeah. Um, But I agree that... um, it was showing too much. Yeah. It was, it yeah. Was, whereas most of the movies showed incredible restraint. Right. Sidestepping cliches. Right. And um, and the end was only... Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that just felt like a... Totally. Like we were, it was kind of like zoomed out and just felt like a war scene that, um, again, belonged in a different movie. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I would have liked to see his kind of turning point that needed to happen at that point I would have liked to see that happen through another storytelling device than just having the full gruesome scene play out in Agreed. a predictable way Agreed Um Hmm What else? 
Oh. I like the Boston accents. Yeah. Yep. They were not distracting. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, refreshing. Whenever I hear a Boston accent in a movie where it's not like a documentary, <laughs> like these actors do not talk like this in real life, um, it, for the first five minutes, throws me off. But there's plenty of movies where I never recover. In this movie, I was... I bought it. Jake mm-hmm. Hall mm-hmm. had a good dialogue He coach. did a great job. Good job, Jake. Yep. And just in case anybody's listening and doesn't know where we're from, <laughs> <laughs> we're 40 minutes out of Boston. Yeah. We're so between we Amesbury and uh, Chelmsford. Chelmsford. Which is the two t- hometowns of the two main characters. Yep. I thought that was a little bit weird. Like, if you ever make fun of Amesbury again... <laughs> Like that, uh, Aaron's character, like, that's the final straw that they make fun of Amesbury. And I'm glad that Aaron didn't have an accent. Yeah. Only, not because people in Amesbury don't have accents. Sure, they do. But I'm just glad that not everybody had to. You know, I think that's one of those, like. She's an outsider. Sure. Yeah. But there were other characters, too, that didn't have accents. Sometimes when it's like, it's set in Boston, every single person has an accent. And it's kind of like, okay. I love how (laughs) uh, the real hero of the movie was Costco. (gasps) Oh, (laughs) that's one of the things I wanted to say. (laughs) You know that Costco, um, like, gave so much money for this movie to be made. Just kidding. Uh, I'm not sure. But it seemed that way. Um... But I have to say, I say that with love because I love Costco and they do treat their employees really well. I got it mixed up briefly with Market Basket while I was watching. I was like, man, this this Market Basket local pride. Those are two different, two two, two different, very similarly uh, um, fanatic um, shoppers. I'm disappointed that I did not see him back at Costco. Oh, yeah. That I would have rather see. I would, would then, have rather see like than him pitching Sox, at the Red Sox yeah. game, being like, Go Sox, yeah! you yeah. know, and like hugging people. I don't yeah. know. No, I agree. That would have been so much more yeah. effective it would have, to me. It would have kept with the movie that it started being. Yeah. And again, I, I suspect studio interference. Mm. Um, but well. maybe, maybe we'll find out more uh, by doing some digging online. Yeah, maybe. Should we, like, reference things that we've found out since in, like, our previous episodes and stuff? Like, or, or like, like, should we reference things at Blade Runner? Go for it. I'm, oh, I don't have anything in mind. I'm oh. just wondering, <laughs> is it weird to reference previous episodes? <laughs> just, like, like things that we've maybe thought about. I just want to say, Blade Runner made, like, $5. Oh, yeah, please. Which is really sad. Really um, sad. And I hope the word of mouth builds its box office a bit because again it was an expensive movie to make like i said don't who i do i could care less if you see stronger on your phone (laughs) in the airport but you cannot watch blade runner on anything but a movie theater screen or i just think you should it's worth it um yeah i agree so we're arriving at home Okay, I think we should say if we've changed our score after having talked about it for okay. 15, 20 yeah. minutes. I'll, I'll, I'll come down from an 8. All right! Seven. How about you? I'm sticking with Sticking with your 5, yeah. Jill came up to a, uh, what was it? You came up to a 7.5 I did 7.5 for Blade, for Blade Runner, and yeah. I just, I, we forgot to do that at the end. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, and you know what? Honestly, though, after thinking about Blade Runner more, I probably could go up even more. That one's growing on me, but that's not fair to do. 
All right, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> we're we're not sure about our rating systems. <laughs> we'll we'll get it sorted. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, our dog is waiting for us. <laughs> That's how we always sign off now. Guess so. Goodbye. Bye.